We are back for another episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. This episode, we have David Hazan and Alex Moore, the creators of Death Drop, Drag Assassin over at Scout Comics. Uh, we talked that comic, a bunch of other things, and so much more right here on the Capes and Tights podcast. But before you listen, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as follow us, rate, review, all that stuff on Spotify, Apple, and all your major podcasting platforms as well as go to capesandtights.com for so much more content uh, to peruse throughout the week on articles, reviews, opinions, and so much more. Uh, but this episode, episode is David Hazan, the 2019 winner of the Mad Came Studios Talent Search and the creator of and writer of Nottingham and Monomyth over there at Mad Cave Studios, and Alex Moore, the illustrator on Death Drop Drag Assassin, as well as done work for Dynamite's Red Sonia, as well as variant covers for a bunch of other books, including David M. Moore's Killer Queen's Friend of the Podcast as well. So enjoy this episode with David Hazan and Alex Moore of Death Drop Drag Assassins. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Alex and David. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm excited to be yes. here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't complain though. I think David's had a much worse uh, 24 hours than I have. So <laughs> it'll all, it'll all be worth it. It'll all yes, be worth it. It's all it's so much fun. So <laughs> it's 7 p.m. here on the East Coast of the United States. So it's actually pretty. And my son is at another person's house. So that's like I'm on like cloud nine here because I've got like feel... quiet. <laughs> Got a night to yourself, except you're uh, you've got two people from the other side of the world uh, here to talk about comics. Apparently, <laughs> well, what else did I do? So my wife and I were cleaning up earlier. She was doing something, and I go, "So well, we could listen to music." And I'm like, honestly, I just want the quiet in here. It's like it's weird to be like washing the dishes and not having someone tug on my leg. I'm like, this is great. This is amazing. No, I need oh to God. talk to some people. I need to talk to some fellow nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and comic book geeks uh, to get my fix in for the day here on Saturday as we record this. Uh, and I'm not going to say, I promised myself that I wasn't going to say, um, you know, you guys are in the future because that's, I've heard so many people talk to people from Australia and other parts of the world who are like, oh my gosh, you're in the future. Uh, I was going to say that if my birthday's on Monday. So I was going to say this if we did this one day later, because I would have been like, hey, it's my birthday, but we'll, we'll refrain from that conversation on this uh but we're here to talk drag assassin or sorry death drop drag assassin amongst other things but let's 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 just talk who you two are like let's start with that let's just find out get a little bit of know about uh you two how did either one of you want to start this off by how you got into comic books as a fan in the first place and maybe how that you know moved into uh you know working in comics alex you want to go first okay here you go um yeah, how did I get into comics? I think when I was a uh, very young and impressionable age, my dad got me into like Tintin, um, which I think is like one of the three sort of like classic gateway comic strokes because it's either like that, Calvin's or Hobbes or Asterix. I think more if you're in like Europe and the UK. Um, but um, yeah, so um, and then I sort of dropped off. And then I had a rather geeky friend in sort of like, junior school who I think 
I just have a vague memory of watching way too many like hardcore 80 movies, 80s movies when I was probably like way too young. Um, but he also had like fat stacks of like spawn comics and Joe Mad stuff, like when he was doing his stuff at Marvel. And I was like, oh, this is this is very different from Boy Reporter and Small Dog having semi-wholesome adventures around Europe. I mean, I say that and they're like busting drug runners and things like that. So yes. that kind of like got me back in and then I fell off again a bit um and then I happened to come across um when I was much older like a volume of like Black Sad um and it was just like I found it in this bookshop and it was this huge like sort of because it's like they originally printed them in the sort of like album size and it was just like I don't know it was just like so cinematic and the artwork was like completely blew me away and it was sort of like I mean I'd always sort of like love comics but that sort of like I don't know, kind of showed me like a whole other side of like what they could be. So um, yeah, that's in terms of the sort of reading, but yeah, I'd always been sort of like making them. And I think um, through podcasts and things like this, big shout out to the iFanboy podcast. I don't know if it's still going, but um, I, is, yeah. I didn't have a lot of friends who like talk comics and stuff like that. But I think through that, I sort of found things like, I don't know, you know, all the big seminal, ones um and then at the same time i think i was like getting into twitter and through that sort of like networking with other writers and things like that so i got involved with like doing some like small press anthologies um but then also um occasionally you see people putting out these calls for art so um that's how i winded up wound up doing um a short for red sonia red black white and red and um, a variant cover for Killer, Qu Killer Queens with David Booher, which I think is how David found me. And that's how we're here now. So the rest <laughs> is history, as they say. That was a very convoluted uh, yes, but hey, here we are. Okay. Um, so I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, got into comics probably about four or five years ago. Um, when uh, some very generous uh, colleagues of mine got very sick of me talking about um, adaptations of comics in other media and uh, decided to sit me down and force me to read the source material. Um, and they gave me a copy of Batwoman Elegy um, and I kind of got hooked from that uh, and ended up uh no pun intended tumbling down the rabbit hole um of uh of like superhero comics um and uh from there i just kind of have an obsessive personality so once i really like something i want to know how to do it um and so i told myself how to write comics um Death Drop was actually the first comic I ever wrote. Um, so coming back to it has been pretty surreal. Um, but aside from that, uh, as your um, the wall behind you will attest, I also won Mad Cave's 2019 talent search. Um, and so my first book, Nottingham, has now gone to two volumes, a spinoff and a third volume, which is in progress. Um, and then... My other book, Monomyth, just started this month. So, yes. lots of comics. Yeah. Uh, busy, lots busy. of comics. Yes, exactly. 
I, I, Alex, I love how you mentioned uh, uh, David Boer. David Boer's in the podcast too. One of my favorite comic book creators right now going on in, in Killer Queen. I didn't know until I was doing research for this podcast that you had done a very color cover for Killer Queen. So see, small world, and, things come together. And might know. I say, David is also a very sweet, sweet man and very welcoming to people in this community. Um, I had a great time hanging out with him at New York Comic Con. Um, he's just so lovely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I, would, I would. David's always welcome to come back on the podcast for sure. Uh, but yeah, so I and then I stumbled upon David or something upon you via Mad Cave and, and, and Melissa over at Don't Hide PR, who is does a wonderful job uh, promoting all of the people uh, in the comic industry that that Melissa works with and. Uh, I just felt to myself like anytime I ever need someone, I just text, I email her and I was like, Hey, got a couple openings up looking for some people. Who do you recommend that we, uh, uh, you know, talk to on the podcast? And it's kind of funny because I almost find that Melissa's also like my PR person because she, <laughs> she helps me get people to come on the I'm like, Wow, this is pretty easy. No. Uh, and then uh, Melissa had mentioned uh, you two we would be willing to come on or, or, or we should ask uh, you guys to come on. And, and we, then I started looking into Nottingham and all that stuff, and I fell down a rabbit hole myself into the fact that I had missed out on all these things, even though I'm a huge Mad Cave supporter and things like that. So it's great to, to have you both on to talk about these things and, and, and so on. But you mentioned, David, the that that drag or death drop was the first comic book you wrote. Obviously, it was not the first comic book that was published, uh, you know, because obviously it's coming out in June. Uh, but how did you connect with Alex to get this thing going in the first place? Well, uh, I'm pretty sure it was through seeing that Killer Queens cover, and um, then I think I messaged, I either messaged them on Twitter or emailed them through their website, something like that. Um, yeah, just serendipitously yeah. happened upon their stuff, liked it, thought it was perfect, and uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you remember it, Alex? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, I think it was an email and then it sort of very quickly fell into like Twitter DMs and um, God help me if I ever need to like search something for a previous conversation, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> I find myself Wait, back during my game Elon. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, I, I, met, I, talk, I talked to, I believe it was uh, either Heather Antos or, or uh, Leona Kangas about talking to people on the internet uh, through Twitter, and I feel like the invention of Twitter has been, you know, people can take it or leave it sometimes. But like, I feel like there's some comic books that wouldn't exist if it wasn't mm. for something like Twitter. Like, there's oh just a connection God, between sure. creators. We would not have some of these great comic books we have. <laughs> you just keep naming, like, name dropping really lovely people. So <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, like, I constantly want to gush about how like awesome Liana is as well. So. <laughs> It was funny. I, I didn't realize how much Liana and I had in common, just like from music and stuff like that. Like, it felt like we could be best friends just through the conversation. And it was like, please come back. Please come back and have a conversation <laughs> with me. <laughs> no, but it was um, funny because like she she was, Liana, I mean, they were, they were very expressive about how connecting through Twitter was a way to, that we wouldn't have been able to connect with each other in a way that, you know, I've, I've gotten guests on the podcast via DMs on Twitter um, that I probably wouldn't have been able to connect with in the first place if it wasn't for something like Twitter. I've gotten I've gotten work from random Twitter DMs. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> Especially sure from this side of the world. You know, it's hard to make comics without the, the random Twitter DM on the odd occasion. Yeah, That's... that was a very bleak uh, day when it, everyone was like, Twitter's going to go away. It's just going to disappear. And I was like, no, my livelihood. Because <laughs> um, it is, I'm pretty sure, like 99.999% of my work comes through it. It's... um which teaches you that you should not rely on uh, single platforms because they are not there for you. They are owned by terrible people at the end of the day who can destroy them to win. Yep. So <laughs> that's what someone said to me. I, mean, I work in marketing and cre I'm a creative director by day and, and, and I do websites and things like that. And someone's like, oh, I don't need a website. I have a Facebook page. And I'm like, I don't just mm. create something to send someone somewhere to something. It doesn't have to be your own platform, your own website, just somewhere else other than that. So that if something like Facebook implodes or they take it down, you have somewhere to send your customers or the people yeah. trying to follow you. It's scary how quickly something like that could back up on you and, yeah. and shut down. It's crazy. I think we've On the become... topic of Liana, um, <laughs> I would just like to brag about the wonderful retailer uh, incentive uh, cover um, that they did for us. Um, it is gorgeous. Uh, and, you know, highly recommend you pick that up if you're thinking about picking up Death Drop. I, again, same thing when I was like, oh my gosh, the worlds collide and, and things that I, I guessed on the podcast because I can now tell people that we did this episode, but also that Liana did a cover for for, for the book as well, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Li uh, Liana and I have been in a Discord together for, for like years and we met for the first time at New York uh, last year and it was literally just like, us hugging for several minutes going, you're real, you're real. <laughs> That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> oh gosh. That, that's it. You know, and that's connections like that. And also being able to, to hug each other, something we haven't been able to do for a, for a number of years. too. <laughs> well, listen, listen, I had to hand her money. I had to hand the money in person. <laughs> for this cover because of payment issues i don't know i handed them a wad of cash because <laughs> i was like wait i can just give you money in person <laughs> did you walk you didn't walk in with a briefcase or the uh, the, the, the uh you know handcuffs to your hand uh to the briefcase so you can protect yourself you open it up on our table their table and you're like here you go <laughs> uh you know so Death Drop. Let's talk Death Drop. So Death Drop is a hitman turned drag queen. Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to read the entire solicitation because I hate reading a bunch of stuff on, on the podcast because I usually screw it all up. Um, but David, why don't you give us the synopsis of what you explain to people what, what Death Drop is? Um, a hitman turned drag queen uh, enters a race against time to uh, find their missing drag sister, um, as a rash of mysterious deaths and disappearances sweeps across the city's queer districts. Um, and the more Death Drop delves into this, the more she feels that the uh, specter of her assassin mentor is haunting her every step. 
and I was able to read the first issue a couple of times, which I, it's it's beautiful. First of all, I'll tell you guys both that much. That's beautiful. Uh, the second thing is it's uh, I think needed. That makes any sense. Why do you both think this comic book is needed to be on the market right now? Well, um, I definitely didn't. The you know the timing is kind of a coincidence. Um, you know, drag is sort of really got a huge space in the public consciousness at the moment that it didn't when I started writing this. Um, and I don't know that it's needed so much as it just happened to mm. be at the right time. And I hope it makes as much of an impact as it possibly can. And it's releasing in the middle of Pride Month too. Was that planned? <laughs> Uh, that was planned. <laughs> I was going to say, that I hope was that was planned. planned. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would have been very, very, very coincidental. <laughs> so we think well, we're just going to do June 14th. That sounds about right, right? <laughs> anything else happening there? I don't think so. Oh. Uh, it, it's, like I said, I wanted to bring it back to the fact that, Alex, it, it's a stunning-looking book as well as well-written, uh, David. But the, the book itself, I just I found myself reading it once, going through and just visually looking at it the second time and then reading it, you know, opening back up and reading the bubbles again the third third time. And, and I just want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, pat you on the back too much here, but it's a beautifully drawn book. Oh gosh, thank you very much. Well, that's good to hear that you sort of like whiz through it quickly the first time. I know it's like, yes. it's heartbreaking because it's like, oh my God, how long it took. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's reassuring to that extent to say, oh good, it's doing its job as a sort of like storytelling thing. But no, I mean, it's, it's been lots of fun because um, obviously it's sort of these two very different flavors going on because we've got this sort of like dark gritty mystery, but then the sort of like campy high aesthetics of drag. And it's just been like, I don't know, really fun mixing those together. So I've been having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it does have that. I mean, I believe like the hitman turned drag queen part of it too is both a symbol of power in this side of a, of a, of a hitman, but also uh, being a vulnerable outsider in a sense to most people who don't know much about the drag uh, community. And so there's that balance as well. So like having a little dark readiness and the, you know, bubbly part of it, 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 you know, having all of that two sides of things is great throughout the, the whole comic book. Mm. Absolutely. And I think like a lot of times in uh, popular media at the moment, Queer stories are only ever allowed to be like bright and happy all the mm -hmm. time. And that's not necessarily like the, the stories that I, you know, like to consume. Um, so I wrote death drop as the kind of thing that I would want to read um, as a queer reader. And I hope it has, you know, broader appeal than that, but that's kind of where all of this came from. I was reading things that I was like, Oh, well, like, it's okay to have your queer characters get edgy and dangerous and it's okay to, you know, have bad things happen to them. Um, or to be bad people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought the queer community altogether was all just bubbly and, and hearts and rainbows and shininess. <laughs> That's what I thought. No, is that not true? <laughs> listen, listen, at least they're not nodding and bad. Like, <laughs> They're flawed for sure, but 
it's nowhere near Nottingham levels of, you know, uh, blood and sadness. <laughs> Although I don't know if I'd be like too sad if they we all decided to rise up and kill the rich. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make sure, you know, like everybody benefits from that. Yeah. You don't just end up with another like class war down the line because the yeah otherwise you're missing the point <laughs> yeah <laughs> the the other part i thought too was kind of funny that the name you know you could have just called the death drop and, and it would I, honestly that name alone i think that anybody looking through previews world without even seeing the comic book at all or in like that would have been like what the hell is this i need this in my life and then the drag assassin but the other that 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 colon you know uh drag assassin part to me, maybe go as a, a, a straight male who grew up in a Christian household, who who just was told completely different things that I have decided to to uh, take upon myself as a thirty seven year old adult. Uh, is drag? I would never have connected a hitman as a drag queen. You know what I mean? Like so, like seeing that as well made me go, "Oh, this is amazing!" Because it's something new and something different and something that's opened my eyes a little bit more. If that makes any sense. Yeah, and I think that there's a real, like, corollary between um, that re retired assassin trope and, uh, you know, burying trauma versus dealing with it, um, uh, which, you know, uh, queer people love to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I really, that's kind of where I was at when I was, sort of brainstorming this out um and i i hope it's i hope it comes across it's 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 got a lot it's got a lot going on and that's like the a lot going on starts in the title so <laughs> <laughs> well like i said i to me it was just like oh death drop that's a that's not first of all it sounds like a metal band right i mean death drop is like a metal band but like the idea of being a drag assassin was pretty cool too, in my opinion. And how did this end up at Scout? I mean, obviously you have other other books that are at Mad Cave. Is this is there a reason behind the Scout connection to this? Or I think it was just you know the timing, the the circumstance. At the time I was pitching this around, you know, Mad Cave was not um, not accepting creator owned uh, submissions. That being said, Scout also gives us a lot of freedom as to how we do this and i think that was really important to me was to have that creative freedom and not necessarily having uh as much uh editorial oversight um just in terms of story and theme and message and they do a lot in terms of you know making sure our book looks right and there's no you know spelling and grammar mistakes but they leave the creative stuff to us and uh that's kind of really freeing 100 percent. i mean i i have no quorums on where it ends up as long as it ends up on a shelf in my opinion but it also helps that i've, I've had this conversation with multiple people who have multiple books at multiple different i mean colin bunn was on the podcast and he had books at like 17 different publishers i mean they're all on the shelf at the same time because he's got 40 books going on at that, the same that time. man can <laughs> write the 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 Stephen the Stephen King of comic books, um, but and that's you, you know that's a, a a comic book landscape that includes Joe Hill. But I still yes. feel like 
Helen Bunn is the is the Stephen King of comic books. Um, because <laughs> a man can write real fast. Um, <laughs> but but you having books like Monomyth out of Mad Cave right at the same time as Death Drop allows two different publishers to help par- pub, uh, you know market and, and and get this book on the market and have it on the shelf. Yeah. That's a little bit harder for. I mean, obviously, with obviously you also have Nottingham stuff too. So having three titles yeah. at one publisher would be a little bit harder. We just mentioned the same thing about having your your information on one social media platform, having all of your books at one publisher too. If if Mad Cave decided to say we're all done, not that they are, but say they're all done, mm-hmm. then you would also be in in kind of a quorum there. Yeah, or, look, or I've already had thing. I've already had that level of publisher stress once in the last twelve months. I don't need it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so please don't put that thought into the universe because uh, I love Mad Cave yes. um, and we've got so much more to do me and Mad Cave um, so no, yeah absolutely Mad Cave should be around forever just... <laughs> again we talked before we were recording I get free stuff in the mail that you don't get so <laughs> like these tarot cards tarot cards yeah but uh, for Monomyth, but no, it was just that I think it was James Tiny was the same thing. He said that, uh, you know, having all of this stuff at Dark Horse and, it, you know, has some stuff at Image and stuff at Boom was multiple places to have the different things. You can market the books all at the same time. They can end up on the shelf at the same time. And, and you have three different, four different publishers to help you put this out uh, to the market and, and having Scout be another person in your, you know, your deck of cards uh, helps you, um, you know, promote the book. Not another level. Absolutely, that's pretty cool. Uh, and, and so, what else do you think this book people should be looking for when they get out of this book? Like, what else do you want people to get out of this book when they read it? Uh, that same look. My hope is that that same kind of feeling that I got uh, reading Batwoman Elegy, where I was like, "Oh, this is." where I was meant to be this entire time, you know, reading comics, which is wild. I want, I want people to get that feeling out of it. Um, I want people to find, I hope that people find comics through death drop. That would be, you know, that would be extremely gratifying. Is this a five issue series? I forget Five issues, yeah. Five, and it's, is that five issues? Like, there's not going to be a hope for more, or is this just going to be five issues and done altogether? Um, the hope is purely in my heart for now. <laughs> which, which is good. It's, it's fine. That's absolutely fine. It's not like I'm. I'll tell you right now, I'm a big fan of miniseries because I can I can complete them. You can buy them in trade. You can hold the whole collection. I, I'm a big fan of, of miniseries, but I'm not opposed to the idea of a continuation of that miniseries with the volume two and so on and so forth. If it gets to that, yeah, point. I think, I think Death Drop is a self-contained story. I don't think that that necessarily has to end with five. Ideally, I'd like it to be, you know, ten. But who knows? Let's let's hopefully uh, people, uh, you know, turn out because that would be, you know, the most gratifying thing. And then it'll. I I keep we keep doing this. Alex and I haven't really discussed. <laughs> the prospect of more in any depth <laughs> and i've just been incepting it into their brain uh across uh the several podcasts that we've done <laughs> oh no the idea is in there um and i'm very i i am like god i just need to like message david about what i'm doing 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm to, like, sure it's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. And we also need to like finish issue five because that's yes, a that's thing. True. <laughs> well, that, yes. it, it is funny because there's a portion of these podcast episodes that I do with people who either have the book out and there's two or three issues on the market or this is pre release. And it's funny asking, is this more when the first issue hasn't even hit the shelves yet? Yeah, <laughs> you haven't even sold. I mean, FOC has passed, I believe, right by this time. Yeah, it has um, yes. for it. However, Scout is an amazing company in that sense. That if your LCS did not end up getting it, or did not end up getting enough copies because you didn't hear about it till this podcast, call, have them call up or email or however they contact Fax uh, Scout Direct, and they can actually buy it from Scout and have it shipped to their store uh, in that sense as well, too. So that's one of those things that Scout does, which is pretty cool that other uh, you know publishers cool. may not do. Uh, but I knew that. I found that out. Uh, Jonathan Hedrick, who wrote The Recount and Quicksand, was on there. And he was telling me, telling me that, that if you didn't get it, you can get it. Just, Just call keep, up Scout. Keep name dropping really cool people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. So I don't want to. I didn't want to say that. my birthday is on my, this episode will come out on on Wednesday the seventeenth uh, of May. My my birthday is on May fifteenth, which is Monday. Uh, and so for myself, for my birthday, I bought this from Scout's website. Which if you're watching, listening to it, you can't hear it, but it's a printer panel uh, oh. from the recount. It's page twenty of the coffees and comics variant, whatever. And it's pretty. It's a black. Uh, printer panel uh, plate I should say not panel plate uh, on that and I was like this is badass I need to have this in my life because Jonathan also is a great person yes you're right <laughs> we just gonna name drop everybody want to go through the whole list of people who've been on the podcast or... <laughs> we'll be here for um however long it takes you to get through 107 uh, names and, plus guests and we'll do guests. it you have to watch to get David's actual answer because he's gonna give thumbs up or thumbs down they're not gonna give not gonna actually say it out loud, so you have to watch. No, uh, but that's the that's you know it's been great, and I only get people who I want to talk to. And that's the thing, and and the benefit about running your own podcast is the fact that you only talk to people who either you like the books, and you might not like the people, but you might like the books, or you like the people and you don't like the books. Either way, one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, for you two, I like. And now both. you have to I tell us which is which. Yeah, Ooh, I don't know. Every guess. <laughs> I, I won't name drop anybody. That's for sure. However, my LCS owner asked me once who was the most difficult person to talk to, you know, so on and so forth. And I gave him a, he goes, I'm going to guess. And he gave a name and it was the correct one. It was just one of those ones where you, you'd ask a question and the answer would go some weird random tangent on something that's not even, never even answered the question. And I was <laughs> at, at the end of it, I was like, I don't even know what the hell we talked about the entire time. I guess we talked about something. And at the end of it, I was like, I'm so looking forward to that episode, too. And it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But whatever. It comes, you know, it happens. Um, but yeah, so so Death Drop. The Dragon. magic of show business. Mm. <laughs> Although I'm thinking about that and I'm like, wow, that sounds an awful lot like the last podcast we did. <laughs> We were a bit chaotic. I yeah, feel like we're was... more tame this morning yeah. than we were. You got, you've said everything. You don't need to see it. Listen to all the other podcasts. Don't worry about ours. Just listen to everybody's. <laughs> no. No, but I, I saw that. I mean, I saw the tweet Alex put out about being on all these podcasts and everybody was like, great, you know, great places to be. It's always a great community to be a part of uh, the comic book podcast. And that's the same thing with you mentioned earlier about connecting with people via Twitter is the same thing uh, we hear of here at the podcast as well. So, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, death drop is coming out here on June 14th. Like I said, smack dag in the middle of pride month, which is excellent. 
Uh, you can pick it up at your LCS. You can go to Scout's website. Uh, are you guys conning conventions, things like that as well, or are signings? Um, I will be uh, at um, Oz Comic Con Adelaide, June third and fourth, or fourth and fifth, something like that. And then the next weekend, I'll be at Oz Comic Con Melbourne. Um, then I got a bunch of stuff peppered uh sort of later in the year um but and hopefully new york comic-con um to round it all out um but yeah i i i we haven't i haven't really lined up uh assigning i'm hoping i get my comps before oz comic-con melbourne so i can do a big thing about it there um otherwise we'll see <laughs> Yeah, there was some there were some discussions of some things with Melissa that sounded pretty fun, but I don't know. I think we're we're maybe waiting for the trade on that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much probably that. Um, hopefully I'll be you know uh, closer to your side of the world, Alex, when that happens. Yeah, well, that would make things a lot easier. <laughs> totally would. <laughs> and oh my god, scheduling! Think how easy scheduling podcasts is going to be, David. Um, <laughs> But, um, the dream I, in terms of like cons and stuff i'm doing a few so there's a couple of small ones in the summer so we've got south london comic and zine fair which is the middle of july so ooh, might have some copies for that don't know um then there's pride <laughs> I hope we have copies by then <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh pride craft which is in bristol in september then there's or also in september there's lakes international comics an art fair I never get the names of these things right um which is off in the Lake District which is going to be very pretty um and then there's Thought Bubble which is sort of like our mm -hmm. main sort of like indie comic convention in November which is always a load of fun which randomly I heard has nice bathrooms oh yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's like every year um, there'd always be this photo that looks like it's like in some sort of like renaissance, like I don't know what the fuck, of just like all the comics like royalty sort of like posing on this massive sofa. And it's like, what? It can't be this big. And I went in there and it really is that big. And it's hilarious because you go into the women's and it's this just like very bog standard <laughs> Fog. um but the men's is literally like you could probably get lost and die in there it's like you need a piece of string uh to find your way back you might encounter a minotaur i don't know but um dropping breadcrumbs <laughs> on the way in just to make sure yeah. you find your way back <laughs> it's um it's 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 pretty wild i, I feel like that's to know the story behind it <laughs> i feel like that thought bubble needs like their like subtitle should be like the home of the beautiful bathroom or something like that come, yeah come join thought bubble <laughs> But that's awesome. I'm glad a lot of conventions are back and people can go out there and see people because it is, I mean, writing comic books and drawing comic books is something, uh, you know, what you guys do for a living. But however, it also is uh, a way to make a living is going to cons and meeting your friend, fans and signing out comic books and selling some of your stuff as well. So I'm hoping uh, people turn out for that stuff as well. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, June 14th is the first issue. And then there's the scout does that first window right you don't have your your second issue yeah. doesn't come out for three months right is that true so, yeah our second issue isn't is it hasn't even been solicited yet so um yeah i think it's two i think it's just a month off 
and then the next month uh is back on again okay um just so that they the foc can tick over before they they have to cut off the orders for issue two um yeah I, yeah, I actually like that. Yeah, I was talking to my LCS owner about that and and that the idea of allowing him some time to see how issue one did. If he sells out of it, he wants to pick up a bunch of them. If he doesn't, so on and so forth. I feel like it makes sense to let that first issue wait a little bit. Yeah, to Absolutely. actually give people the chance to read it and stuff like that. Because I know it's weird. I'm very, I'm, I don't know a lot about the inside of comics, which I've been learning a lot about very rapidly over the course of this year. But I was like, I'm I'm doing variant covers for a IDW original series, um, Catfight. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the first issue of that, like, hasn't even come out yet. But it's like issue three is about to come out into previews. And it's like, but we're just trying to sell this on some covers, some very pretty covers. They've got like an amazing roundup of people working on them and like a synopsis, which just seems like a wild business model. But yes, that's well, I mean, IDW, I believe in the previous catalog, IDW has multiple comic books that just have pictures that says, you know, cover coming soon. Oh, yeah, and I, I was saw just that like, as well. <laughs> Okay, interesting. Uh, 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 speaking of a uh, uh, catfight, Heather Antos, I believe, is editing catfight. Is she not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, like her and <laughs> Vanessa so, Real, who I yeah. don't think is is really on social media, but it's just like they are so quick with answers and supplying things, and it's like wow, they are amazing to work with. So, yes. but excuse me. Uh, grab Drag Assassin to be Death Drop Drag Assassin. Anywhere you can buy comic books because I highly recommend it. You two worked wonderful on this. I'm, I'm very glad. And sometimes uh, the writer doesn't usually work very well. Like not sometimes. Sometimes you read a book, you're like, this book was written very beautifully. Art was okay. Opposite, so on and so forth. I think the partnership of the two of you uh, made a great comic book for people to purchase, uh, as well as it has a great time to release uh, during Pride Month. And I hope everybody picks that up. And if again, if your LCS missed out on it for some weird reason, they didn't hear about it or didn't order enough copies, contact Scout directly because uh, they can get some copies out to you. Other than that, I mean, obviously you mentioned, David, at the very beginning that you have Monomyth out there right now, third volume in Nottingham. That's the stuff you're working on right now, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, Monomyth, uh, I'm done with Monomyth. Um... I think the last issue is all that we're waiting on in terms of art. Um, so yeah, I started working on that in October, 2021. Uh, so that's all done from my end. Um, and it's coming out monthly. Um, issue two is coming up in June. Uh, I think it's mm-hmm. the week after death drop. Um, and then the week after that is Tales from Nottingham number five and also Tales from Nottingham number one, second printing. There you go. That, that's the other thing about uh, the month wait for um, Scout is the fact that if there is a second printing of Death Drop, usually that hits at the same time the second issue comes out, which is awesome in that sense okay. too. Yeah, uh, June 21st. Yeah, it's a week after um, for Monomyth number two out there as well and alex are you working on anything else about death drop right now or is this what you're working um, on i've got um, a few more sort of like variant dangerous I, I question know. yeah i don't know something something weird happened to my email inbox last uh towards the end of last year and a lot of things like came in so um okay. i think i've got a variant cover for um rogue sun coming up from image um something with z2 Nice. Um, and then uh, there's like 
a 270 page graphic novel that I'm cracking on with which is 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 not my insane personal project that's 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 the that's the sort of thing that came in quite recently okay. that's been a bit like ooh. um so yeah just cracking on with that while sort of like wrapping off on the last issue in a bit of death drop um which yeah it's uh exciting times yes yes it is. <laughs> I, I want to see more stuff from both of you so I, i'm very very excited to see this see people get this in their hands i'm really excited for all that stuff and where can people find you on social media both of you guys um i'm at david t hazan on instagram and twitter and uh david hazan.com is my website um unfortunately my synergy is not as on point as david's so uh my website where you can get links to everything else is uh cargocollective.com slash alex more illustration if you just google alex more illustration it'll come up um on twitter i am at not another alex on instagram i am alex more illustration and i think on substack which i started recently is alexmoreillustration.substack.com um but there's sort of links to everything yes everything sort of links to each other so if you find one um you can find all the places where i just scream online into the ether <laughs> um yes <laughs> well i really appreciate you both coming on and joining us to talk about a death drop drag assassin and so much more uh keep up the great work like i said hopefully we'll have you back on at some point in the future to talk other projects uh, but until then, David, get some sleep. Um, I don't know when you actually get a chance to, to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I hope uh, you recover from this podcast-a-thon you've been on uh, well, and you can get back to work on your actual writing at some point. <laughs> well, maybe having a weekend. I don't know. Did we do those? Um, I planned one in, in sometime in June, towards the end of June. I'll do that. I'll do, oh. I'll do I'll have a weekend. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, both of you. Appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.